Hey everyone, this is Michael Sofer, director of NFTs at Tendermint, founder and CEO of Pylons. I'm here with the Edge of NFT guys, and boy, are you in for a treat. Stay tuned and get ready for a really exciting NFT building conversation. Welcome to the Edge of NFT with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger. The podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side, and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. Today's sponsored Spotlight episode features Michael Sofair, the founder and CEO of Pylons, a gas-free blockchain for programmable property built on Cosmos SDK and focused on mobile developers. Michael is also director of NFTs at Tendermint, blockchain veteran, and repeated early mover. Michael is former CIO of the first U.S.-regulated Bitcoin exchange. He also co-founded Uversity, which was the first for-profit company the Gates Foundation made an equity investment in. Pylons is the flagship engine for NFTs in the Cosmos ecosystem. It is a sovereign chain designed to lower barriers of entry on the supply side and demand side of digital goods, their origination and experiences. Pylons' mission is to be the connective tissue for digital properties in an IBC Web3 world. Its vision is to empower artists, developers, and brands of all varieties to create the taste by which they are enjoyed. So, Michael, welcome to the program. It's great to have you here. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. Yeah, amazing to have you. And I can't wait to dig in on pylons a bit. Yeah. But let's start at the beginning, man. How did this idea come together and how did you bring the team uh, together to make it happen? Yeah. So the idea came together. I'm basically, you know, I've been a Cosmos fanboy since 2016. I've been a believer in in IBC and in the sort of Internet of Blockchains concept since I talked to Jay Kwan back in 2016 when when it was like a white paper and I was like, okay, we're doing this. This is it. This is the future. So I've been a huge Cosmos fanboy and and basically CryptoKitties made me made me sort of realize that money isn't the only metaphor that works on blockchains and that actually like the non-monetary metaphors are are potentially more interesting and more human. And so I've been I've been really excited about it since then and trying to scheme a way to like get to do this, get to put this together. And I basically, I started this in 2019. I had a couple of false starts and then 2019, I started it. I started this thing again from scratch and, you know, built it with my own money and did a demo for uh, Pung at Tendermint at the end of last year and sort of at the beginning of this year. By March, they brought me in as an incubated team and I started hiring at the beginning of April and or maybe in May and just been hiring as fast as I can and raising money as fast as I can. And team came together pretty quickly and it's sort of this ragtag bunch of, of engineers and, and marketers and just trying to build some really great, really great infrastructure for digital items. Yeah, sounds like it, man. And uh, did you have other friends or colleagues that you got in the boat with you or were you kind of carrying this thing on your shoulders until you uh, made these hires? Oh, you know, so my first hire was a friend, um, this woman, Linda, who mm-hmm. uh, who is a friend who I've known a long time and who's a sort of a veteran of a lot of startups. And she came in and was my ops person for a while. And, you know, just recently sort of went back to sort of the regular corporate world where things are not a 24-7 experience. Right. We owe her a huge debt. She was just incredibly effective. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Important and, to have somebody you can trust and rely on to yeah. have some experience with, to be in the boat with you. Yeah. And my girlfriend's been, you know, a huge, a huge help. 
just sort of all the time, always there, you know, especially now with COVID, right? Like, because, you know, she's working remote, her sort of ability to like know everything that's going on and, and sort of be a helpful, you know, presence has been, has been pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, supportive girlfriend is not a role that you can choose on LinkedIn <laughs> and then be poached, you know, like, oh, supportive girlfriend, let's, I'm going to fill this position. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. No, that, yeah. So far, I'm, you know, it hadn't occurred to me to worry about somebody making her a better offer. Yeah, so right. It's going to be like, <laughs> she's going to start getting like LinkedIn spam. Yeah. There you go. Like, hey. Yeah. yeah. Well, the word is out now, but we haven't said her name. So people won't That's be poaching on LinkedIn. Yeah. So we know you recently went live with your beta apps and pylons testnet launch. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, how that has been going and what's the development there? It's been great. It's been amazing, right? It's been this like to get people in who aren't being paid to use it, right? At least like not upfront, right? There's a, there's a hack at, there's a prize, but like to get people in who are like looking for something cool to do and they find this and they're like, this is cool. I'm going to try to build with this. And they start to build with it and they start asking questions about like, how does this work? Like, you know, here's, oh, like I found a bug. Can you fix this bug? Right. And I've never been so happy to have someone file a bug report Right. where it's like, okay, like, you know, we have been like putting so much like blood into this to like bring this system up. And it's so different from like basically all the other blockchains in, in a bunch of like pretty deep ways. And so to get people to actually use it and it's working and then they're liking it. And it's just this, it, it's, it's been thrilling. Like, you know, the test net went up, like really solidly went up only a few days before Hack Adam launched. And then, you know, the SDKs went up basically the day of Hack Adam launch and, and we were up there like, hey, check out our SDKs, like build a Flutter app, build a Flutter game on, on our platform. And people are just doing it. People are just doing it. It's amazing. I'm like, awesome. I'm thrilled. Yeah, I could definitely see it, man. The energy there that goes yeah. into that and seeing the thing that you created being put to use. Yeah. Even being torn apart. Like it's, it's rare that you want people to find the mistakes necessarily, right? But in the world of development and software, it's helpful, right? You're iterating, you're evolving, yeah. you're making it better. And that's a win. Yeah. yeah. And when you have those users like that, I mean, it's, it's part of the, like you said, even a bug report can be a form of moral support, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, okay, you're using it. You care about it. You're committed to this. You're in deep with us and, and you're co-creating in a way. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like here's a person like, I'm not, I'm not writing you a check to care whether this bug get fixed, but you care. Right. Yeah. Right. For sure. So you mentioned Hack Adam and we know you have this gold sponsorship that you put mm -hmm. together for. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So Hack Adam is the sort of like marquee uh, hackathon in the Cosmos ecosystem. You know, Cosmos is this like multi-blockchain world, you know, Terra and Crypto.org are both are both Cosmos SDK projects and who are that are connected on IBC. So you can go on the DEXs, go on Osmosis and you can trade between these tokens. All these blockchains connect. Hack Adam is sort of the hackathon for doing that. And in fact, the Hack Adam last hackathon actually was the creation of Osmosis was was one of the big prizes that came out of that hackathon. So, you know, and now that's one, that's, I think the best thing that's happened in crypto in the last couple of years. So it's a really cool moment. There's a whole bunch of teams that have put in prizes to work with their, with their code. We put out two prize prizes. One is to build a game on top of pylons and one is to build like an event ticketing system on top of pylons. That's so interesting. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, especially the event ticketing space. Yeah. There's so many issues with the current slate of opportunity out there, the ticket masters and others of the world. Yeah. Have a lot of folks really working hard to try to disrupt that and something better to the table. That's really interesting. I, I think that space is super fascinating. And like, it's really deeply complicated because Live Nation owns so many of the venues. And so the, the, the exclusive deals are like, they go beyond like the app itself, right? And the, there's like some 
pretty seriously anti-competitive stuff in there, but it's just like a, you know, a battle where we have to, you know, here we are, right? Web three, like if you want to be real, like let's be real, right? Like let's fight the battles that are worth fighting. And I think that's, I think that's one of them. Agreed. So, yeah. yeah. Wholeheartedly. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things we're constantly talking about and one of the things we're working on is, is trying to create that direct connection to our listeners, which we don't have. You know, we, we got all the stats mm-hmm. on everybody generally, but I don't know what your behavior is. I don't know how you're experiencing our podcast unless I have a chance to talk to you offline, which is really hard to do. It's not easy to, to build that relationship offline. And similarly for events, event organizers, content creators who are throwing these things uh, don't have a direct connection with their attendees. And that's a bummer. It really is definitely, to me, counter to the culture, the ethos of crypto, blockchain, and now NFTs. Yeah. Yeah. I just got my first POAP today, actually. I'm surprised it's been taking this long. I haven't seen a POAP. I've been looking, I've been looking, (laughs) I don't see any POAPs here. Yeah. It was just a guy that's, he's connected with the CEO of POAP and that the guy just sends him to conferences to POAPs and he hands out these little cards with a QR on it and I got to find, yeah, yeah. find this guy. Yeah, yeah. Find this guy. You know, I, I hate when I go to a crypto conference, I'm looking for the PO apps. Like I, I want my PO app. Dude, and I haven't found it. I haven't yeah. gotten it. Yeah. 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 But it's stuff like that. It's just the engagement that you're talking about, Jeff. Like improve. There's so much to be improved there because tickets rep, can represent so much and, and be so fun and be so experiential and, and really highlight personal relationships and experiences. Yeah, definitely yeah. a lot to be done. I think there's power that hasn't been unlocked, right? So you think about like, what does like Web3 bring to this table that you couldn't do without it, right? Because there's a lot you could do, right? You could do resale and stuff. But like, I think about like something that is sort of half like a social DAO, like basically like the idea of sort of having these like fan club slash social DAO things where it's like, oh, well, if you have this, there's like 2000 of these and the people who have them can buy tickets early and can Mm -hmm. buy better tickets. But like, because this is a blockchain thing, like you can actually make this ticket non-transferable or you can make it transferable, but it's like a 50% royalty when you sell it and there's a minimum price or whatever, right? You can like put these rules on it. So it's like, you have this object that's like your sort of like membership in this special club and that you can sell, right? And that, but like the sort of like tickets and and bonuses it throws off are like less fungible, like less or less transferable. And so it's like, you really got to be like, if you're a part of this, whatever it is you want, it's because you're a fan, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not, you can't take the residuals and sort of like monetize them too much, but you yeah. can monetize the membership. And like that kind of thing is like, you need a blockchain to power that. You Like if you tried to do it with a database, it would be too corruptible. Yeah. Like you sort of can't imagine like a business actually honestly administering a thing like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, baking all these rules in, I think like you said, there's so much possibility. And really, we're in a stage of experimentation, too. And, and really, kudos to the people that are reaching out and making those experiments, taking those risks, because that's how I really imagine it. Like ticketing right now on Web3 is a very open space. There's a lot of things you could try. 50%, you know, royalty on a resale. What do you try? 75, right? Like imagine in, in five years or who knows, maybe it's quicker, maybe it takes longer that we narrow in on like, what should ticketing be, right? It may narrow in on, on one or several avenues. Uh, you guys are working on an experience for strange client characters. So it'd be interesting to hear, yeah, how, again, how you're sort of putting your spin on things and adding to the conversation. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I really think those guys are impressive. Like they just have this like spirit that's so like warm, but, and also so just like totally committed and hard driving. Um, so I just, I really enjoy interacting with those guys. 
And so I talk to Lex relatively often. And, and yeah, I think like we, you know, this is sort of related to the Hack Adam thing. We really want to see people use the Pylons recipe system to generate like Strange Clan themed like experiences, whether it's like, here's how you can battle with your Strange Clan character, or here's how you can like create a shopping experience with your, where your character can buy new weapons or right here's like maybe like this is what like a level up system would look like or this is like what you know a skill base whatever right like there's all these sorts of things that the pylons like recipe system is i think well designed to do Hmm. and i think like strange clan has like really created a really lovely like universe to play in and i think the cosmos community has like has adopted it and so i think it's it's a good place to sort of you know to bring that kind of creative energy and for people to come together and like collaboratively create like whatever this sort of story slash game is going to become. Hi, we love having listeners like you because you're not only generous, but you're smart and you want to maximize the impact of your generosity. Donating money to help people can be a wonderful and selfless act, but how can you feel confident that your donations are improving or saving lives effectively? You could do weeks of research to find the charities that are out there, programs that they run, how effective those programs are, and how the charity might use your money. Or you could visit givewell.org. There, you'll get a short vetted list of the best charities they've found at saving or improving lives per dollar. GiveWell spends over 20,000 hours each year researching charitable organizations and only recommends a few of the highest impact evidence back to charities they've found. Here's an example of how we at Edge of NFT make our charitable contributions go super far. Quick search on GiveWell's website, found their maximum impact fund, clicked donate, sent crypto to their address, done. Their maximum impact fund distributes quarterly to the charities that they believe will do the most good. GiveWell accepts a broad variety of popular tokens and provides a simple way to document your donation. If you've never donated to GiveWell's recommended charities before, you can have your donation matched up to $250 before the end of the year or as long as matching funds last. To claim your match, go to GiveWell.org and pick podcast and enter Edge of NFT at checkout. Make sure they know you heard about GiveWell from Edge of NFT to get your donation matched. Cool. Yeah, on the, I guess on the thread of collaboration, which is just so central to everything that's happening in space right now, it's like, I mean, even light years beyond, I think, where we were in 2017, 2018. How does interoperability play into pylons and also your roadmap? Yeah, interoperability is, is the center of what the Cosmos ecosystem is about, right? Like the whole concept of application-specific chains, do one thing, do it well, and then like make your thing able to be used as part of a larger workflow mm-hmm. like that i to me like that is like central to what to what we where we want to go so interoperability is, is huge on our roadmap as far as implementation right now like we don't have any sort of outgoing interoperability where you can like move the items out of the chain and do stuff with them what we're working on first is payment interoperability so we don't have our own payment token I mean, we have a sort of like play money token that is designed to not hold any value that you can price stuff in to be fun but like we sort of guarantee that you will never make any money. It's the rule, right? Like we promise you, you will never make money. This token, 100%, you cannot make, right? So that very often about tokens, right? Right, no, yeah, absolutely. There's like, there is a ceiling on the price of the token. We will sell an infinite amount at that ceiling if we have to, to make sure no one ever makes any money. Yeah. It's, that's exactly, no, it's not for that. It's for like fun and games, right? right. It's to be like, oh, like this thing is worth 5,000 pylons. Okay, well, no, it isn't. Well, it is, like who cares? But it's just sort of like if you want to play around with it. But for real stuff, like we don't have a payment token that's money-like. And so we're using IBC. You can bring in Euro. You can bring in Euro stablecoin. You can bring in a a Terra USD stablecoin. You can bring in the Atom. When we have the bridges up, you're going to be able to pay directly in ETH or in Bitcoin. Got it. 
And that is like really central to our interoperability story. So that's phase one of the interoperability story is let people spend the money they have. Don't make them buy your your weird money in order to like engage in commerce. Because like, and this is like, this is my guiding principle for product is try to make a good product that people want, right? Like don't put barriers in people's way. Yeah. Nobody wants your weird internet money, right? Nobody wants to buy art with your weird internet, well, internet money. Josh, Josh, Jeff, and I will take some of your weird, weird internet yeah. money if yeah. you have it. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> we'll add our but, wallet address but the later. Broader, the broader <laughs> no, world. Yeah, totally. Right? It's a like, barrier. It's a huge, it's huge. barrier. Yeah. And like, if we're going to make our weird internet money succeed, which we are, we are going to make it, right? The way we're going to do that, in my opinion, is you get people in with the money they have. Yeah. And then if they f- sell the thing later, they sell it for the weird internet, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. you're, I think you're more likely to get people to say, oh, I will spend $10 on this piece of digital art, right? Than to say, I will buy $10 worth of the, this thing, this that I don't, mm-hmm. right? Is that you buy the digital art, you become part of the culture, you see it for, and then you're like, oh, well, actually, like, if I'm going to sell this, I kind of want ETH, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the, to me, like, that's the on-ramp, yeah. right? Like, I don't want to put any barriers between like a regular user and my product, right? So like, you, ne- I'm never going to make people have to go to, a, to a, an exchange to like buy stuff, right? You download the app, you buy the thing, you can use your credit card. If you have, you know, what's some kind of internet money, awesome. You don't need to exchange it for some other internet money, right? If it's one yeah. of the sort of like primary ones, that's the idea. It's just like the smoothest possible on-ramp experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes tons of sense. Yeah, we run into this pattern so much on the podcast as we talk to people, you know, various people, are doing better and worse jobs of it, of course, but the people that are committed to saying, hey guys, like, yeah, we're crypto nerds, but where's the easy button, you know? Mm-hmm. And you bring it right back to the integration of, you know, the internet, right? There's now you've got Squarespace and WordPress plugins and all this stuff so that that's why we have the growth of the internet. Because people have made easy buttons and the people who have made the biggest easy buttons have not only benefited, you know, the larger culture, they've benefited their own businesses, right? Look yeah. at a, a company like Stripe or something, right? I mean, yeah. Huge thing to tackle. Really, a lot of those easy buttons are very difficult to build. So like yeah. Stripe's a great example, but they're doing it. And actually, that's really great on the same topic. I think I love that you have that theme. And I think you're doing that not only with onboarding, with cryptocurrencies and exchanging and things, but also for development, right? So so what are some ways you're lowering the barrier of entry on development? Yeah. So, you know, I believe that if you want to build mobile apps, mobile crypto powered apps, like the mobile app you're building is enough of a coding challenge. You shouldn't have to learn a smart contracting language. For almost everything that a regular developer is going to want to build, you're not going to need to know a smart contracting language. You're not going to need to know the blockchain's native language. You're not designing yield curves or something, right? Like you're not, that's not what you're doing. You're like building a game, you're building a store, you're building an experience of some kind. And the set of primitives that you need in order to do that is a lot simpler. And so what we've done is we've created the set of primitives that we call recipes. We've created a way for you to design your experience using those recipes. You do it in JSON. So you state your like inputs and outputs for how your user moves through the world. If they have this stuff, they can execute this transaction and now they have this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And it's all just that. They can go from, from you have this basket of stuff and you can turn it into this basket of stuff and there's whatever randomness in that pipeline that you choose to add, but it's fundamentally this like property-based state machine that you define in JSON. 
you push that stuff to the chain using our client. So, you know, you don't need to do blockchain programming. You just like use our software. You push it to publish it to the chain. You get recipe IDs back. You plug those into your Flutter app and you're good. That's it. So your Flutter app talks to our wallet app. And so as a developer, like you don't need to build a wallet app. We did that. You don't need to do smart country programming. You did that. You just have to be like, here is the progression of the kinds of items my user should go through, put that stuff in your mobile app, and then your user can just walk your path and you can focus on building the app you want to build. Right. That's the core. <clears throat> That's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's um, as creators or creative people, I've found over time just in dealing with a lot of creative folks that either have, you know, the technical capability to realize that vision or not. And so many don't, right? So many don't have the ability to translate that concept into reality and giving people easy buttons to do it is just, it's just game changing. Whether it's development or creating music or creating an NFT project or whatever, it's part of, I think, what we're seeing here in this like exponential growth curve that's happening in the space right now. It's those easy buttons. So yeah, fascinated by it. You know, as, as a developer, like one of my like deep, deep principles, I don't write much code anymore, but at the time, you know, every line of code should speak. Like you should never have to write a line of code that doesn't mean anything to your specific project. And I tried one Solidity project once, right? I did. I'm not a Solidity expert by any means, but there was a lot of boil. Like there is an enormous amount of like code that has to be there that isn't there for that because of an intention. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. That is like, to me, like it's all about like, is every single line of code that I make my developer write does it contain an intention that that developer actually has about what they want their experience to be? That's the, yeah. that's what to aim for. So that's why it's like one line to put the SDK in, like two lines to initialize the wallet. Yeah. You know, like one line per recipe that the user executes. Like let's, you know. Yeah. Yes. That's a good heuristic. I mean, again, like just to bring back some examples, if I look at like Squarespace or like Wix or whatever, yeah. it's like, yeah, I got to put a line of code in there here and there, you know, right. if I want to embed something or whatever, but that's it. And it's very intentional. You yeah. Know, and, and again, there's tons of lines of code behind that and I don't have to see anybody. Exactly. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Exactly. Amazing vision. And uh, what's cool is actually it's all becoming reality like really fast. It is. It's amazing to see. It's really great. You know, like the, the chain is up, the SDK is available. If you have an Android phone, you can get the wallet on the App Store right now. We have an Art Minter you can also get on the App Store right now. You know, hopefully we'll get stuff up. We'll, well, we will get stuff up on, on the iOS stuff in December. That's great. And, wow. Yeah. It's happening. It's well, happening. look, where, if people want to follow you, man, where can they go to track you, track the project and everything that's happening? So the best place is the Discord, okay. discord.gg slash pylons. Okay. That's where the energy is, especially if you're a developer, like come to the Discord, say hi. It's a zero spam so far. It's been a zero spam environment. There's no shilling. It's just a bunch of people who, are, who it's mostly developers and just like talking about the developers and artists talking about the project. So that's it's, great. It's, you know, it's a good place to be. Twitter.com, uh, pylons tech. Um, the website is pylons.tech. Okay. Yeah. Great. It starts cool. with community, mm-hmm. right? All right, guys. Well, look, I think we've reached the outer limit at the edge of NFTs for today. So thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventures on this starship. So invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? Go to iTunes right now. Rate us. Say something awesome. Then go to Edge of NFT to dive further down the rabbit hole. And remember, we always invite you to co-create and build with us at Edge of NFT. We're unlocking a whole new way to connect and collaborate with us through our own NFT drop, Spirit Seed NFTs in collaboration with one of our favorite humans on the planet, Nicole Buffett, an amazing artist and philanthropist whose project Spirit Coins serves as the inspiration for the drop. There are only 100 Spirit Seeds that will ever be minted, and you can grab one for 0.55 ETH at spiritseeds.xyz. 
We've shared this project with our community first as a thank you for your support. Each seed holder will receive one of 10 8-bit generative spirit seed designs from our very own Ethan Janney. Only 100 of these will ever be made again. Number two, you'll offset your carbon for one year. Number three, you'll receive one transferable VIP admission ticket to NFTLA that we're throwing February 22nd to 24th. Uh, number four, you'll get one living tree with all the co-creation, access, contests, and admission perks that you'll love. Number five, you'll score a 10% chance of getting a spirit coin with a recent floor of two to four ETH and many drops, merch, and other surprises in the near future. Again, head over to spiritseeds.xyz to land one while they're available. Lastly, be sure to tune in next time for more great NFT content. This episode was brought to you by today's guest and sponsor. The creators of Edge of NFT will be compensated to support the production costs associated with the program. We are very selective with deciding who to have on these shows, but we are learning as we go just like you. The views expressed are for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only, and are not intended to serve as an endorsement or investment advice. You are urged to do your own research as well as consult a reputable financial advisor before making any investment or purchase decision.